Welcome to Inside Rock. This week, we always say that, don't we? This week, anyway, we're talking about Motley Crue. Let's leave that. But actually, it's not a week. It's two weeks. It's actually, it's, it's right. We said this week. It's not really this week. It's this episode. This episode, yeah. So consider that said. This episode, All right. Motley Crue. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> All right. Well, before we get started. Yeah. On, oh, you were talking the, about your subway thing? So just for the record, I, I'm, we're wiping the cobwebs off of the desk. We've been waiting for a while to try to get here. So apparently had a, a subway incident. What happened? Well, it's all because of a subway employee that can't speak English and a guy like Mr. Haney. You're a racist. Whatever. Mr. <laughs> Haney or Mr. Kimball? <laughs> Whatever. So, so Whatever. There's a guy ahead of me, right? And he's got a long, he's an older guy, white beard. And um, he walks up to this, uh, well, how you say, Pakistani, that's working in Subway. Pakistani? Or Indian, yeah. Indian? Uh, which, which was it? They, what do you mean? That's like calling Canadians Americans. You can't Americans call them Indian. Canadians. That's you like can't calling call them someone in- Chinese, J- Japanese, same thing. Yeah, you can't, you can't call them an Indian, then you're going to think like uh, the Iroquois or something. <laughs> East Indian. Anyways, this Pakistani dude behind the counter, and this guy ahead of me, he's like, he had to be like, I don't know, 80 years old, white beard, and I, he started to speak, because the guy asked him, like, what, what, do, what do you want? And first off, first notch in the, in the whole thing is, obviously, the East Indian guy was broken English, horrible, like, very hard to understand. So this uh, this old guy, he started talking, he was like, yeah, I would like something like that. Right? This ornery. That was pretty good. That some ornery good. old guy. You, see, you can tell he just got off his tractor. He's coming in for a subway. Tractor. Yeah. Old stereotyping. <laughs> Holy Whatever. shit. Whatever. So, <laughs> so the, guy, the, guy said, the, guy, the guy said, you know, what kind of bread you want? And the guy said, your bread. Yeah, bread. <laughs> I thought, oh, fuck. Here we go. Should I get my camera out now? My video, video tape? I don't know. There's, so there's a few things. One, broken English behind the, the counter. He was wearing a mask. They got that plastic freaking sheet between the him and the and the customer. The guy's half deaf. The guy's half deaf, and they're blaring Adele in the freaking restaurant. Oh, again with the Adele. Yeah, my personal favorite to put me in a bad mood. <laughs> so I thought this is going to be brutal, and this is why I was an hour late. So everything this dude asked him, the other ornery guy. Just totally misheard and just answered obscurely, like, like you want white cheese? The the guy, I, I can't talk Pakistani. Yeah. Can can you guys do that? No. Ah, it's too bad. It's really funny. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. No, no. Oh, my God, Chuck. No, I'm, no. Well, anyway, so everything he asked, like, do you want white cheese? And the guy said, uh, what did he say, like, peas or something, peas or whatever. Uh, so he ordered something. He yelled it again. Did, did you want cheese? He holds up cheese. He goes, yeah, I'll have cheese. And uh, then the guy, the other guy, ornery guy, mumbled something else. And then the guy said, you want double cheese? I want white cheese. Double cheese? Double cheese? What's that? Two cheeses. What? <laughs> so this went on. I'm not joking. And you didn't record it? I'm, I'm, I'm not going to fabricate. It took at If least, you didn't record it, it never happened. It was around 22 minutes for this guy to order a sandwich. And it was so entertaining, you just stood behind him and watched. Oh, I started to get, and I thought to myself after the fourth question, like just, I thought, should I help this guy out? And then, uh, no, no, let's see where this goes. And then there was a there was a point where I started to giggle, and the guy behind me, 
He's, he looked at me. He started to giggle. Like, oh, dude. I said, dude, I, I was tempted to help like 10 minutes ago, but I just want to see how far this is going. It was bad. So then finally the guy got his sandwich. He left. And I walked up to the counter. And before the guy could say anything, I went, what? <laughs> <laughs> he looks at me. I said, I'm just screwing with you, dude. <laughs> what? Oh, God. The guy broke a sweat with that order. That's funny. Anyway, that's why I'm, I'm a tad... Uh, Tardy. A tad tardy. Mm-hmm. This is a good sandwich, though. Yeah, I oh, hope good. so. Glad yeah. you enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. So, can I make one other observation? Yeah, sure. Does that have anything to do with Motley Crue? No. All right, then. Why? <laughs> oh, is that who we're talking about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why Why is it when we come over to, to Oat's studio, yeah. the garbage is always 96 to 98% full? Well, because you well, come near the end of the week before the garbage goes up. Well, just to be clear, before you got here, yeah. I put something in the garbage, and I, I, I had to stand up on it and compact it down. <laughs> so that's with me and all of my weight, which is a lot, <laughs> pounding down on the garbage. So, yes. Yeah, just, just odd. Like, for years and years, I open it up, 96 to 98% full. Mm-hmm. Same level. It doesn't matter what day of the week. Oh, it does. It does? It does? Yeah. Monday or Tuesday, it's full because it goes out Tuesday night. Right. Why, why are we talking about this? Just, it's just mind-blowing how consistent it is. All right, so there's something consistent in your life. I may show up in 48 hours just to check on the level of your garbage. Okay, do that. Mm-hmm. Garbage day is what, tomorrow? Wednesday morning, because it's Tuesday night. You're not getting anything else in that garbage. You better shut it down now. All right. Right? Shut it down. That's my shut son's job. Now. What is that? <clears throat> oh, I'll tell you later. Okay. All right, that's my son's job, to monitor the garbage. Hmm. All right, are we done talking about my garbage and your subway incident? We can get on to Motley Crue now? Yeah, you know, we, one, mm. one more quick thing. I'm sorry. Well, we should do lot. one podcast, and our weird and wacky, not, not, not inside rock, obviously. How do, how do, when you walk into Subway, things you should know? <laughs> I'm serious. Those guys, they never put it up. You see, tomato, you're lucky if you get five, and this is a foot long, you're lucky you get five little tomatoes. So you say, and you don't walk up and immediately say, hey, I want extra tomato. No. That means you might get a sixth or seven, seventh tomato. What you do is just say, I like tomatoes. You get your five. And then you say, dude, I want extra tomato. This is another podcast. And just for the record, um, I had a bacon incident at Subway. We'll bring uh-huh. up on another podcast. Oh, oh, yeah. Ask my, ask my son. It was called the bacon incident. It, See? It, well, I'll tell you about it. You'll, you'll agree. But so, anyway, let's move on. Anybody that wanted to go, they should listen to our podcast. Like, seriously. Oh, Weird and there Wacky. There are things to know. So yes. we do another podcast called Weird and Wacky World, and this is a little bit more fitting for that. Yes. Not. Not Inside Rock. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm done. You done now, Chuck? I'm done. That's probably the most content you'll get from me tonight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go. Let's shut it down and just call it Weird and Wacky and move on. <laughs> All right, so Motley Crue. Yes, what a crazy bunch of bastards. You know what? You know what? I mean, I I brought some. I brought my album, and I got some CDs. Ooh, CDs! I can't believe I said that. <laughs> yeah. But I, you know, you know, I, I like I like their tunes. Yeah. But the more I read about them, like holy crap! What a bunch of freaking nut bars. <laughs> Those guys were nuts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they were borderline. Criminal? Well, they were no, criminal. Not borderline. Not borderline. They were, they were they, Yeah. Lucky they're not in prison. Like, they're crazy, man. Well, some of them were. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, later on, we're going to talk uh, about some of the stories that we'll share with you later in the podcast. But Well, during the podcast. <clears throat> we'll just throw random stories in. 
as 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 uh, as we cover certain things. <laughs> All right, so they started when? 1981. Yeah, formed by the original members, um, which Nick, who were? Nikki Six, Tommy yeah. Lee, and Vince Nick, Neal, Mick Mars. And, and yeah, you got it. So the four yeah. of them. So they formed in uh, 1981. I think, Chad, you say that already? That's okay. We can say it again. Well, there it is. 1981. Uh, when bassist uh, Nikki Six left the band London, and that's the name of the band, not the city, right? So he, he left there and started rehearsing with uh, Tommy Lee, the drummer, and lead vocalist uh, and guitarist Greg Leon. So this is before they actually formed, you know... Motley Crue. Motley Crue, the four of them. Yeah, they weren't That's called right. that yet. Right, yeah. So uh, Tommy Lee had previously worked with uh, Leon in a band called Sweet 19, and the three of them uh, practiced together for some time. Hmm. So you you mentioned how popular they they, they are out. Oh, you know they sold over a hundred million albums. That's yeah, a, I know. that's a it's lot of albums. That kind of is. I mean, it's up there. I mean, their album Doctor Feelgood was massive, right? Yeah, but like I can see like Beatles, Stones, like you know, kind of mainstream. These guys like look like freaks. They played hard metal, and yet they managed to sell over a hundred million albums. Like there's something about them, right? Like. And they, they do have was, good tunes. They was their music or their image. Well, the image they came out with uh, the MTV world. They they ate up Motley Crue, right? You, you always saw them on MTV in the early eighties. Looks that kill. Looks that kill. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that they played that video constantly. Yeah, that was a great video. It was a good video. Yeah. But so so with this Leon guy, what happened to him? He he ended up leaving. I mean, just like a lot of new members, uh, they really weren't going anywhere at the time. They were probably just doing small stuff, right? So he actually left, and um, they started searching for uh, new members as soon as soon as that happened. And they were they put an advertisement in uh, in in the local paper. How did it read? It said. uh, uh, oh yeah, it was in. Oh, it's called in the recycler. That was the the where they placed the ad. Loud, rude, and aggressive guitar player available. Um, so that's what Mick Mars put in the paper. Right, right. Mick Mars. You know what Mick Mars's uh, real name is? It's not Mick Mars either. Uh, Bob Deal. Bob Deal. <laughs> that's his real name. Bob. Uh, yeah. And that, that's another good name for a dog, by the way. Bob. Bob. Oh, yeah. Here, Bob. We've already decided on the name for our new dog. Oh, yeah, right. What's that? Jeff. Jeff. No, you bitch. You took mine. What are you talking about? He. I can tell by the look at his face. Look at it. No, we saw Jeff at the. We saw Jeff at, at the, the kennel. At the kennel the other day. Yeah, the dog we were named. Looking. Yeah, Fuck, that was one of mine. Okay, that's okay. My wife wouldn't go for it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jeff's due at the end of the month. Jeff. Fuck. Yeah. He's not pregnant. He's just. No, no, no he's just. A, yeah, set to arrive. Yes. Anyway, but we digress again. Yeah. All right. So yeah, Bob Deal, better known as Mick Mars, uh, answered the ad, and so did a guy called uh, Robin Moore, um, also known as Jeff Gill. Go figure, Jeff. Jeff Gill. Uh, both those guys answered the the ads, and they were they were actually both hired um, for the same session. So ultimately, Mick Mars was the one that was kept on. Actually, uh, Lee had known Vince Neil from their high school 
in uh, it was actually in California. They performed at different bands in the the the, the band circuit, I guess. So that's how uh, that's how Neil got his in. Mick that, Mars actually wanted him. He saw him perform, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, he was with yeah. a band called what? Rock Candy. Rock Candy. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So he's with that band. He's doing okay, and they asked him to join, and he said, "Nah, I'm fine. Thanks very much." But then later he reconsidered. Well, it didn't take that long. I mean, this he ended up uh, accepting their offer in April of '81. So same year. I mean, it was only a few months later, right? Yeah, but the band Neil uh, he decided to stay with. They kind of decided to do other stuff. So then Lee went back to him and said, okay, dude, you, you coming with us or not? So I guess uh, then he was hired on April for April, <laughs> April 1st. I just realized that. April Fool's Day. Yeah, no 1981. Kidding. And the, fu- the funny thing is they performed as a group for the first time at the same place, the Starwood in Hollywood, uh, that, that they saw Vince Neil perform. So uh, they performed as a group for the first time there. Pretty hmm. cool. That was on uh, April 24th. Yeah, it's only uh, twenty three days later, and they end up having you know pretty easy to get a gig back then, I guess, eh? I guess. Wow. You know what else is funny? That uh, six uh, had <laughs> was going to call the band something. Well, before Motley Crue, he was he wanted to call it Christmas. Yeah, I know. I saw. Can you that. can you picture that blasphemy? Can yeah. you can you picture that? Well, if, as you hear more about these guys, um, you'll see how ridiculous that would have been. <laughs> yeah, it's not like they're singing hymns or anything. I mean, I mean their behavior alone. Uh, we'll get to that. So, where where did their name actually come from, Queeks? Well, um, they were playing at a they were playing with a band called uh, White Horse. Uh, Mark Mars was. M- yeah, sorry, Mick Mars was. You're yeah. right. And uh, these these guys said he remembered the phrase, "a motley looking crew." Is what he called them. Yeah, Mick Mars always remembered that statement, and he wrote it down, and that's what they ended up going with uh, the name of the band. Yeah, he changed they, the spelling a yeah. little bit, though. Yeah. Yeah, so the spelling has changed, and they've got those little, uh, what are those things called above the O and the U? Umlauts. Oh, yeah. Way to go, dude. Well, it's yeah. in the article here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, all right, never mind. <laughs> just like, uh, like Lohenbrau. Well, that's what inspired him, the German beer uh, Lohenbrau, the... the the umlauts in in Lohenbrau. I I don't know why. Oh, I know why because they were drinking that at the time. Oh, I'm shocked. There you go. I know. I'm surprised that's all they were drinking. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so anyway, well, you mentioned about how the the they're bad boys. Well, I guess something that made the well, there's a whole bunch that made the news, but they had a a, a tour through Canada. And it was called Cruising Through Canada Tour '82. I, actually, that I would have been great to go see. Them. You never saw the crew, did you? Yeah, yeah, we oh, saw. You them. did? Yeah, we, we saw them in Hamilton Place. When? Oh, I don't know. God, it's it was the. Be, uh, it's got to be ten, fifteen years. The ago. Saints of Los Angeles tour. That oh was, wow! Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. All right. My oh. favorite part about that show was not crew. You know who it was? It was the girl on the. Uh, no, guys. not the naked chick. <laughs> oh no! Not. What? Yeah, it was a naked chick. Oh, yeah. Somebody's shoulders with their top off. Nice. Oh, yeah. No, it was uh, the opening band, Theory of a Dead Man. Oh, yeah. They were great. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. So what about this naked chick? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. Okay. No, I was just going to bring up, uh, so they're, yeah, they're tour through Canada. Plus Canada, right? We're all, we're all nicey-nicey. 
But uh, I guess the band was, was arrested and then released in Edmonton uh, Airport for their, their they were wearing like their full gear, like Spike stage wardrobe and. Well, they uh, were heavy into the glam rock at that getting there. Getting, they? Yeah, started. They're they yeah, getting into that look. Yeah. Well, yeah, glam. Yeah, you're right. But you know the spikes on the shoulders, all that kind of stuff. So yeah. the uh, guys at the airport, uh, these are uh, these are a dangerous weapon, boys. You you know somebody bend down to tie your shoe, you can put an eye out with these things. <laughs> well, they actually confiscated them and destroyed them. <laughs> what their outfits? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, wow. I was like, okay, you got to take that shit off, man. That's funny. Yeah. yeah. Well, and then, and then Neil, I guess, arriving with a small carry-on filled with porn magazines. <laughs> that, that was the same flight, but they 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 later said that was that was a PR stunt. Oh. Yeah. But but you wouldn't put anything past these guys, um, <laughs> I guess. And uh, I guess the other thing on that same tour in Edmonton, um, there was a, a a bomb threat against a band made. In, uh, I guess in the front front page of the Edmonton Journal, and uh, that was on June ninth, nineteen eighty two, and uh, so yeah, it was a bomb threat. So and, and they said that was a PR thing too. Well, they a lot of PR. I know. That's that's a criminal offense to do that. Yeah. Well, well they, you also hear about rock bands and these crazy guys throwing television sets off balconies. That's these guys. Oh, yeah. You know, I don't know why they would do shit like that. I, they can kill somebody down yeah, there, I, man. I don't understand it. I really don't understand well, it. Well, they, they were on the upper floor of the Sheridan Caravan Hotel in Canada. It's, this is in uh, Edmonton as well. And they threw a freaking TV off the balcony... And the hotels that you're out, you're banned for life. Don't ever come back. Yeah, that'll do it. I mean, it's stupid. You could kill somebody down there. It's all part of the experience. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. So. Uh, I got. I got to bring up this story. Which one? Now we're jumping ahead to '83 briefly. That's okay. But it's it's a good story. Yeah, yeah. So Molly Crew. It was a big deal for them to be the opening act for Kiss. Now, KISS was on the top of their game, right? Yeah. They were like the biggest draw ever at the time. So in 1983, they got got to open for KISS's uh, Creatures of the Night tour on the West Coast, for all the West Coast dates. Now, for that tour, Peter Chris wasn't with them. No, no. The new drummer was Eric Carr, the one who actually died. uh, Right. But yeah, so Eric Carr was the new, new drummer. And initially, the shows were stellar, but just over a week into the tour, uh, Motley Crue was kicked off the tour. And they're like, what the hell's going on? Why? And at the time, well, at the time, the band's management uh, suggested that Motley Crue was just so good, they were blowing Kiss away off the stage, and uh, it was, they were, or they were just partying too hard. So they think it's got to be one of those things. Either they're too good or they're just too wild, right? But Kiss was pretty wild, too. I mean, we get stories about them. I don't think they'd get kicked out of a tour for being too wild. I can see it being better than the Well, here, do you want to know the real reason? They found out later they were kicked off the tour because Tommy and Nikki both had sex with Kiss's drummer, uh, girlfriend, Eric Carr's girlfriend, <laughs> behind the drum kit. During, <laughs> during the show? That'll do it. Yep. <laughs> well, what's the matter no, with that? That wasn't during the show, was it? Well, yeah, I think so. No. Yeah. Well, they were performing. See, they were banging his girlfriend behind the drum kit. <laughs> wow. Eric! That is awesome. That's rock and roll, baby. Yeah, that'll do it. So then the Canadian tour actually ended 
prematurely, and financially they didn't do very well. Uh, and then they took another run at it, and uh, they launched their Too Fast for Love album, which they did very well with. You know, they recorded that over a span of only three days, and that's, you know, that's, that's fast to record that an fast. album. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so... Apparently, they during the recording of the album, they were under the influence of alcohol. I'm shocked again. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. Yeah. Their antics uh, during the recording of that album were uh, urinating. Um, in public. In public or on the floors of their bedrooms, throwing beds and furniture and futons out of... Futons out of hotel windows. Where this was in Hamburg, Germany, right? Yeah, that's right. I mean, what is it with throwing shit out the window? Why? You kill somebody. Like you oh, throw a let's, bed. Let's be honest. Everybody wants to do it. We just don't have the balls. Why? Throw something out? Just to see it smash. That's I, like I, I might have, have, I land might, on somebody. I might have a problem. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think you might. You think? <laughs> All right, we're just kind of staring at you. Anyway, yeah. that, that album did really well. Well, you know, and they started gaining a lot of popularity thanks to MTV as well, because that's right around the time that MTV launched, right? And so music videos were, were very popular. And I think uh, with with the aid of MTV, their next album, Shout at the Devil, really put them in the spotlight, right? Oh, it did. I, uh, that's what got me uh, hooked on uh, we were, actually. Yeah, we were just talking, that song, yeah. Shout at the Devil. Yeah, well, that whole album. Oh, the whole album, Looks at Kill. Yeah. Yeah, Looks at Kill. The whole it? album. Yeah. But yeah. you know what? Th- these guys are a typical band for uh, for MTV. They're, they're good music, good rowdy music, but look at the guys. Visually, yeah. Visually, yeah. it's half the story right there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Now, Shout at the Devil, that was uh, September 83, right? Yeah. yeah, 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 and it was certified uh, four times platinum. Wow! I mean, that's that's big sales. That's uh, big that, sales. Yeah. We're looking at it right now, right here. I got the vinyl. Yeah, it's a great album. Do you know their title track of that album that had uh, created some um, un- unrest, well, as they say, Satan worshippers. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. look! Look! Well, here's the uh, here's the album sleeve. Yeah. I what, mean, do, what do they call that? A, um, a pe- oh, pentacle! Pentacle. That's it. Yeah, yeah. it's all yeah. over the place. It's on the album cover. It's on. It's on the inner sleeve. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's uh, it's right out there. They're not hiding it. That's for sure. Well, they also gained a lot of attention when they opened for uh, Black Sabbath. Well, Ozzy Osbourne was a big fan. Ozzy liked them. Yeah. Well, well, it wasn't Sabbath. It was Ozzy. Just you're right. It was Ozzy. Yeah. 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 And that must have been huge for Crew because Ozzy back then he was he was huge. Well, he's been big for a while, even with Sabbath. So that must have been something for them to open for Ozzy. Well, it was it was after they got kicked off the Kiss tour that they actually met Ozzy Osbourne, and Ozzy took a liking to them and invited them to open for him on the uh, Bark at the Moon Moon tour. That's not Sabbath. That's Ozzy Osbourne. Ozzy, yeah, yeah, right, and. You know, essentially, that was an excuse for everyone just to lose their friggin' minds because they were nuts, and Ozzy was nuts too. Uh, this is where the where the tour, where the band really leveled up their bad behavior. Well, I mean, they were dressed to the nines. I mean, they they looked weird. Well, I mean, they went from sleeping with with every woman they they could to committing uh, felonies 
basically. It was bad. Supposedly, at one stop in Memphis, Tennessee, uh, Vince, Neil, and Ozzy Osbourne allegedly went out for a night of partying, and they came across a car with the key still in the ignition. So not letting this opportunity to go to waste, they uh, stole the car, took it for a ride, and when they, re- when they were done with it, they slashed up all the seats and broke the windows. I mean, that's just nasty. Like what? Yeah, okay. Like you said, the more you read about these guys, the less you like them. Yeah. Uh, but that's why it's never good, never good to know too much about the bands. Like behind the music kind of stuff. Like sometimes, you know, you know a little too much. You know, that's our job though, Cha. As reporters, you are right, Oat. On to the next story. <laughs> Sounds like Gary Gnu's. <laughs> yeah. Okay, true. so then uh, moving on to what? 85? Are we mm-hmm. in 85 now? They released their uh, third album. Theater of Pain. Theater of Pain, yeah. That's a great album, actually. I like that album. And you know what? I'm going to have to... Uh, well, I'm making a playlist, so... That'll be my opportunity to uh, go yeah. back on some of this stuff. There's a lot of crew stuff I haven't actually listened to. You got some good stuff. Yeah, yeah actually, uh, <laughs> another, this was actually really bad. One, one, one thing that happened, uh, um, I guess uh, uh, Neil was driving home from a liquor run. <laughs> It is D Tommaso Pantera. I don't even know what that is. Have you ever heard of that? That's car? a very fast, fast car. Well, I, fast I'm assuming car. it's a fast car. I've never heard of it. So anyway, it, he ended up head-on collision with another vehicle, and he had someone in the car with him. It was the drummer from um, Hanoi, uh, Ro- Hanoi Rocks. Yeah, yeah Nicholas yeah. Dingley, or yeah, Razzle, Razzle for short. Yeah, yeah. He, I guess, he was killed, but Neil walked away. So Neil was charged with DUI, the manslaughter. Uh, he was sentenced to 30 days, but he only served 18. Anyway, 30 <laughs> days for manslaughter well, while de- while drunk. Yeah, that's... Uh, yeah, what the hell? That's pretty low. Well, Somebody pretty, got paid well, off. He, well, he did. $2.5 million in civil, a civil suit that his lawyer negotiated, uh, which allowed Neil to uh, continue to tour and pay off the suit. Because <laughs> he said, how is he going to pay the suit off if he doesn't tour? We got to get him back on tour so he can pay the civil suit. Wow. So, so basically, they went to uh, Razzle's wife. Yeah, um, how's 2.5 million sound? Yeah, we're good. <laughs> basically. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so. That's just wrong. They actually uh, dedicated Theater of Pain to uh, Dingley, the guy that was killed. Yeah. Yeah, that album. <laughs> Let's hope so. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Well, I mean, also that uh, Nikki Six was... Uh, Battling with his own addictions at the same time, too. I mean, he had drug addiction. And like you said, Cha, before, I mean, how many bands and rock stars do you know that didn't have trouble with drugs? Rush. Rush. <clears throat> You're right. I'm serious. They, yeah, yeah they Rush didn't the throw shit out the hotel window. They didn't do drugs. They were tucked in the bed at 9.30 sharp. <laughs> like, seriously. <laughs> even Gene Simmons said, you know, he even tried to get the band laid. Well, they're just having fun watching TV in their hotel room. Yeah. Well, in Gene Simmons' defense, he didn't do drugs or or, or drink either. He no. did. He did none of that. No, he, he just, just had tons of sex with a lot. Well, that's of why I said named women. That's why I said he tried to get them laid. But yeah, and, they, and again, Rush. There, I don't know. This isn't a Rush episode, but they they were married for how long? 
for their lives, like forever. They're mm, yeah, forever. Yeah. So yeah, that they're they're the oddballs of the rock and roll stories. You gotta listen to our two part episode on Rush. Oh yeah. Yeah. We, yeah you gotta ahead. admire those guys to be honest. Yeah. But anyway. All right, so then this takes us on to what? Uh, well, hold on a second. Before you move on, you're talking about Nikki Six's addictions. Um, he had an out of body experience at one point, eh? When the, he he basically died. Maybe we did an episode. I'm not dead yet. Remember, weird, That's and, wacky, weird and wacky, weird yeah. and wacky world. And uh, so this happened to Nikki Six. He had, he had had a couple of overdoses already from using heroin. However, in 1987, he took so much. Uh, junk that he was officially dead for a few minutes. Wow. And that was on December 23rd, 1987. Uh, and Nikki Sixes uh, had his dealer shoot him up with a dose of heroin that turned out to be lethal. Uh, he remembers having an out of body experience as paramedics attempted to kickstart his heart. Ah, oh, no kidding? Yeah. Is that where that came that, from? So, this is the incident that actually uh, uh, motivated them for the song Kickstarter. So the near fatal heroin overdose, is that what you're talking about? That's what I'm talking about. Is this the one where the guy who sold him the drugs dumped him in the dumpster? Yeah. Oh jeez. This is the one. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dumped his unconscious body in a dumpster. Yep. Yeah. Rock Next. and roll baby. <laughs> but anyway, so there you go. So yeah, he, he had some issues. You think? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you can have whatever you want. If that's what you want. That's what you want. Well, they're always looking for a uh, better, bigger high, I guess. Like alcohol can only take you uh, on a certain path or a certain experience, right? So, hey, let's try something else. Yeah, okay. All right, so moving on, they released uh, Girls, Girls, Girls. Girls, Girls, Girls. In 1987. And it came in, debuted at number two on the Billboard 200. It did. Wow. Yeah. And the only reason it didn't hit number one was because of who? Whitney Houston. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. Whitney. Yeah. Speaking of kickstart my heart, I, I almost had my wife convinced that should be our wedding song. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and I would come out doing cartwheels. She would come out doing backflips. <laughs> no, really, I really wanted that to be my wedding song. Kickstart my heart. Yeah, and I, she was thinking about it. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Wouldn't that be great? Uh, for for guys, yeah, women, they're looking for something a little more romantic. Mushy. And, and then, I, uh, yeah, I tried to convince her. What almost sold her, though, I said, yeah, then my two brothers, uh, just when the song starts, I can smash bottles over the head. And like, <laughs> it would be just crazy. She'd probably pay to see that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, but no. Didn't happen, buddy. No, it was Adele. Adele. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I don't Oop, I better be careful. Yeah, I know. I don't remember what it was. Don't, don't, don't no, say that. No, no. I, sh- I remember what it was. I'm just joking. Okay, what are we talking about now? <laughs> <laughs> well, since you brought up Kickstart My Heart, um, that peaked at number 16 on the, on the mainstream U.S. charts and was featured on their 1989 number one, their first, by the way, album, Dr. Feelgood. Mm, what a great Dr. album. Yeah, they got some great tunes. You're right. Oh, what a great album. Yeah. So, yeah, that that album, that was their first number one. So good for them. And you know what? Something else about Kickstart My Heart. Yeah. That is the, I'm going to 
think of a song that really gets you pumped up. Like you get not just getting on a highway or something or whatever. That is the best like oh, pump it's, up it's tune. Fantastic. It is the best. The and, best. And it was based on <laughs> Yeah. On uh was it was it Nikki? Nikki Six being revived with two shots of adrenaline to kickstart his heart. That that's basically where they got the idea from. Wow. Do you remember the video for Kickstart My Heart? I don't think I do. With the drag racing? The, no, I don't think I'll I do. put it. I'll put it in the oh, show notes. Oh, it's a killer! Oh, it's yeah? a killer video. Yeah, it's just shots of of drag racers and crashes, and it's great. Kickstart my heart. It's just a high adrenaline. It is. It's the best for video. That. It and is the song. best. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's one of the. It's one of the. Yeah, it's one of the greatest eighty songs. It is. I'll say that right now. I know. It I, is. I I want to be on record. I didn't say the greatest eighty song. I just thought the most, the best song to get you pumped. Well, it's, I think it's fantastic. Yeah. Don't forget about the flock of seagulls. You can't say the greatest eighty song. I ran. <laughs> they are a good band, though. But anyway, I saw a flock. You did? I saw what flock year? of seagulls and the Spoons, uh, Canadian band, the Spoons, uh, in the same show. I saw them in Buffalo. Probably, oh, I don't know. I was probably about was like, it eighties? Yeah, 80, probably at that time, eighty two. Oh man, you saw them right, right there. Then oh, that's, yeah. that's good. Oh yeah, it was great. Mm. Cool. Like seagulls, and they do have big hair. <laughs> There's no question. Yeah, about I, it. I remember seeing one picture that the the, the oh, wave buddy. had to be at least two and a half feet. Oh, buddy, there's serious hairspray going on. <laughs> serious hairspray. Imagine <laughs> throwing a match on that bad boy. Oh, oh my God. I think yeah, yeah. Burn were... time would be what, like a fraction of a second. <laughs> Poof. <laughs> like, a, like a Warner Brothers cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> Poof. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> oh, man. Classic. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, so what do you want to talk about now? Where are we moving to? Well, given all this crazy things, crazy things that they're doing, their managers said, you know what? Uh, we got to do something here. Um, if we don't do something, these guys are going to come back in body bags. And uh, you know what? They refused to let the uh, band tour in Europe and said, look it, you guys got to check into rehab like now. And yeah, they, they were out of control. <clears throat> oh, and, out of the control. More, and the more popular they got, the worse they got. Yeah, because they thought they were untouchable. We could do whatever the hell we want. We're motley fucking crew, right? Yeah, but you know what? They did almost anything. They didn't do any hard jail time. They're still what the frick? Well, any Vince one Neil, of us did Vince anything? Neil basically killed somebody with in his car. Yeah, vehicular like, manslaughter. One of us do any one of those things? Yeah, we probably wouldn't be sitting here right now. Like, pretty sure. What's you're up right. with that? Pretty sure you're right. It's yeah. rock and roll. It's rock and roll. <laughs> it's rock and roll. So they tried to get sober, mm-hmm. and. Go figure. They started to have some of their best success after they're sober. Hmm. How about that? That's, that doesn't make sense. No, it well, doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah. You know. You know. I, I, I'm sorry, but I gotta. I gotta go back just a bit. You know, with kick, going back to Kickstart, I can't help it. I got that. I all, all I can hear right now is Kickstart yeah, yeah. my heart in my in my. You got to put that on the playlist. Yeah. Now, first track, the second and third track, and then the last three tracks. <laughs> <laughs> but they were nominated um, for that for, for Grammys for best hard rock category and uh, for best uh, what, what's, what am I trying to say best song yeah best 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 song and they lost the album and song to the same group uh, Living Color Living Color oh that's that uh, what does that remind you of <clears throat> come on sit down oh yeah Tom. 
What's happening right now? Tom, we went to see Living Color and they opened for the Stones. Oh, yeah, that's Come right. Come on, you guys. You oh, were there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What the hell's yeah. matter with you guys? Yeah. Like, like crickets going on in the background. <laughs> we're both looking up with our mouths That's open. the concert where Tom yelled at the guys in front of him oh, to geez. sit down. Yeah, because they just wouldn't sit down. I know, in front of in the Stones show. I forgot. But Living Color opened for, for the Stones and it was probably <laughs> the most annoying sound I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> Why would you say that? It was so loud. Oh, it was loud, yeah. I'm glad I had kids at that point because I wouldn't have been able to have babies after that. <laughs> it was that ba- It was that loud. Remember that from Cheech and Chong? Yeah. I hope I can still have babies, man. <laughs> it's classic. But no, Living Color. Yeah, but they're the ones that actually knocked off uh, Dr. Feelgood and Kickstart My Heart. Oh, that's... In the respective categories. Oh. Okay, that's all I wanted to say. You know what I find interesting is that uh, the the producer, Bob Rock, mm-hmm. he made them record their parts separately and then put it all together later because there was just too much infighting. <laughs> but, what? They used to fight amongst each other. You know each- what? It, to me, so first of all, that's a management thing. You guys got to get your shit together. Yeah. You guys want to make an album or not? Like, that was just bad management. Oh, yeah, you're going to manage the crew. It's, you might as well have better luck trying to herd butterflies. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know. That's <laughs> good, Jeff. Thanks. You <laughs> made <my> visual. <laughs> <laughs> Come here, you. No. Oh, wow, the last one. Wouldn't that be horrible? Yeah, that's bad management. And even uh, Vince Niels did say later, he said our band was managed uh, so badly. He said it, it was. It was. Oh, it's easy for him to say. Well, he did say that. Though. Well, here's the guy being the asshole. Well, they're, a, they're all a bunch of assholes. Yeah. Well, so, so how are you supposed to manage that shit, yo? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, really? Right? Yeah. Hurting anyway. butterflies. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, they got through it all and they had success. So like you said, the Doctor Feel Good ended up what being number one. Yeah, number first, number one album. Yeah. 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 Oh, by the way, they were also nominated for that album for um, uh, at the American Music Awards. Was nominated twice for favorite hard rock uh, metal award, losing once to Guns N' Roses for uh, Appetite for Destruction album, but winning the following year, beating out Aerosmith's Pump and Poison's Flesh and Blood. It's interesting that uh, Aerosmith was recording Pump at the same studio they were at. Yeah, they did. yeah, and I saw that. Steven Tyler actually did some backing yeah, vocals. Yeah, I on. saw that too. Yeah, yeah, he came in and did some backing vocals. That's interesting. Yeah, I love Steven Tyler. Oh, uh, let's do a show on Aerosmith. Yeah, I loved it. Hey, that'd be Aerosmith. Great. Yeah, that would be great. Oh, unbelievable. Yeah, they, yeah, you know that's true. Um, what a great band. They, they are a great band. Oh, great band. Yeah, you were lucky enough to see him at the Hollywood Bowl, right? Hollywood Bowl. Yeah. Oh, you With special guest star? Stan Lee. Stan Lee. Stan Lee came out. Yeah. Oh, you got this. Oh, shit. Why would he come out? I don't know. I guess he liked the band. The band had him backstage, and he came out and took a bow. For those of you who don't know who Stan Lee is, he's the creator of uh, Marvel Comics. Marvel. Marvel Comics. He died last year or two years ago? Yeah, the years. Yeah. He did a cameo in every Marvel uh, yeah. movie until he died yeah. well you know what again i know this is a motley crew podcast yeah but you brought up aerosmith i did and i've got everyone's got favorite albums right like <laughs> highway to hell highway to hell is, is one of my favorite albums for sure another one is aerosmith rocks 
buddy, you know how I feel about I that. I know. The, I've listened to that album that is back like and a forth flawless album. It is. I, I like Aerosmith. You yeah. know what? Another Again, we can talk about Aerosmith in another show, but an album that I've been listening to, I have it on vinyl, and it was the only album that uh, Joe Perry wasn't on. Remember he took his little hiatus yeah. to go solo, which I have a solo album too, by the way. But it was uh, Rock in a Hard Place. You got yeah. to listen to that. That's with uh, Back in the Saddle. No, no, no. No? That's Rocks, baby. That's Rocks. Oh, no, I'm thinking of Thunder uh, when lightning strikes. Yeah, that's that's on that's Rock in a Hard Place. That's what I meant. Yeah, 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 yeah that's yeah. Rock in a Hard Place. Great album. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, but uh, no Joe Perry, but they still killed it. It was great. Anyway, we'll talk about that another time, but let's do a show on Aerosmith. Toys in the Attic? I think that's our next oh one. God. That's it. I'm excited. Yeah. I can't wait. Yeah, let's do Aerosmith next. Yeah. All man. right. All right. That'd be great. Put it on the list. So anyway, we're talking about, uh, yeah, so so they ended up uh, winning a couple awards. So I just wanted to mention that. So, you know, I think, you know, they pretty much peaked, right, with uh, Dr. Feelgood. But there's so much more to crew. Like, there's a lot more. Oh, there's a lot of really juicy uh, stories. Well, there's a lot of juicy stories, but there's a lot more. There's another whole phase to this band, you know what I mean? A whole another set, a whole another segment. Are you suggesting we do a part two? Well, there's just too much to cover right now. Yeah, I think you're right. You know? We don't want to shortchange it. Yeah, because there's a, there's a lot of stuff going on with, with Motley Crue. And even now, there's I mean, there's this, yeah. they, they have that documentary. and. All right, well, let's put off Aerosmith. We'll do a Motley Crew Part 2 for yeah. our next episode, and then we'll follow up uh, after that with Aerosmith. Yeah, baby. That? I can't wait. All right. So uh, can't wait. watch for uh, Motley Crew Part 2 Yep. Uh, episode after this one. And before we sign off, we're going to talk about what's in uh, rock music news. This is the second week of May 2022. So what do we got? Well, I know this is inside rock, but it, we have to mention Naomi Judd. Well, yeah, we, before we get into that story, we did lose a couple country people. Yep. Uh, Mickey Gilly. Mickey Gilly, yeah. yeah. from Urban Cowboy, Stand By Me fame. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he just died. And then Naomi Judd. Naomi Judd, yeah. Just, you know, it's a shame because Nashville's uh, Country Music uh, Hall of Fame uh, was set uh, for Sunday, and they were being inducted into the Hall of Fame, uh, Winona and, and uh, Naomi, as the Judds, right? Yeah. And... Um, Unfortunately, Winona had to get up and make a speech and without her mom because her mom had... Uh, now, she had taken her own life the day before. She had, uh, you know, a history of mental illness. She was 76. And, you know, it, it's a complicated story, but unless you, un, you know, really understand... She said, unless you understand, you know, uh, what's what's going on with mental illness, have you ever dealt with it? Or she, it's, it's unbearable. Like, she was... But she actually, this is what they said. She took her own life. Um, Why the day before? I guess well, you can't explain. What well, how can you, right? Yeah, I no. mean, I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, she, you know, that might have been part of it. Like, I can't do this. I can't go on oh, in front maybe. of everybody. Who uh, knows? Yeah, who knows, right? Yeah. Um, but anyway, so, yeah, just a legend, really. Yeah. I mean... Well, if you don't want to know more, we're not going to get into too much detail of that, just to say that she was a legend in country music, and it's uh, too bad we're not, you know, not going to hear her anymore. Yeah, that sucks. They were set to do a 10-stop a ten stop tour uh, starting in uh, September, I believe it was. The final tour, it was called, and it was already set. Uh, so she agreed to do that. Um, but I guess... She's 76, but, I mean, these older people have... Uh, Still have their voice. I was just mentioned to you earlier. We went to see ZZ Top, and uh, Gibbons still sounded good. 
Yeah. Uh, we went to see him the other night, and uh, he had the replacement for Dusty in there. But uh, the three guys on stage, they sounded awesome. They were great. They yeah, were great. But they're in their 70s. I mean, like, they still sounded great. Oh, yeah, for sure. Just a little bit more on the Judds, and I'll move on. I just don't want to shortchange this story. Uh, as the mother and daughter duo, the Judds, uh, Naomi and Winona, they... They had 14 chart-topping songs, including Mama, He's Crazy, Why Not Me, Turn It Loose, Change of Heart, Let Me Tell You About Love. They also earned five Grammys, nine CMA Awards, and seven ACM Awards. I mean, wow. yeah, what a what a career they had, you know. But uh, they stopped performing in 1991 when the doctors had diagnosed Naomi with hepatitis C, which she had contracted while working as a nurse. Wow. Yeah, and the pair... The pair, ju- the pair had just appeared on the CMT uh, Music Awards show stage earlier uh, this month, and they made their first televised appearance in 20 years. But yeah, I guess it was just too much for them. Well, yeah. that's too bad. Anyway, we'll miss the Judds. Well, anyway, so uh, let the me... The duo, the Judds. Let me uh, talk about Metallica. Mm-hmm. Metallica is playing a concert in Brazil. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a woman in the audience. No kidding. Enjoying the show. <laughs> yeah. She's 39 weeks pregnant. She can't miss that show. Mm. She goes into labor. Mm-hmm. Can't get her out in time. And she has the baby during their final song, Enter Sandman, and the baby's born in the audience. Well, they got to name the baby Sandman. <laughs> uh, Enter Sandman. Yeah, well... Wow. Actually, they called the baby Luan, L-U-A-N. I don't know. I don't know How's why. that all about? I don't know. And how, that, many, how many babies in their first day of life have their ears ringing? I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Enter Sandman. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, yeah, so that was Brazil. Chow, what do you got? I don't know. I can't top, uh, I can't top those two stories, especially to the kid <laughs> being spit out at the concert. But <laughs> Spit out. Spit out. <laughs> He just says the but, right thing all the time, doesn't I he? Know. But do you like the scorpions? Yeah. Yeah. Do you also like White Snake? Yeah. Yeah. Then you can see them both at the end of the year. They're Where? touring together. No oh, way. Yeah. Wouldn't that be a great show? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Um, after the summer, they're gonna hook up uh, Scorpions and White Snake for a North American tour. Oh, they're gonna rock you like a hurricane. Yeah. You know what I think we should do? <laughs> I think we should uh, take donations for money. And then, because then all the people that are listening can send us to the show, then we can report on it for them. I think that's a very, very good idea, Chaw. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's going to work, but it's a nice, nice thought. You don't think it'll work? No. Why not? Because Trudeau will probably just confiscate our money. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell is that going to... You know, freeze our bank accounts. <laughs> that's right. right. Okay, well... They can't, they can't have the... Don't get the, me started. can't have the Jabber guys having a good time. No. It's just not allowed. No. <laughs> All right, so we're going to wrap up this one. This is Motley Crew Part 1, and got to watch out for Part 2, right? Sure. All right, so we'll wrap up this one with Oat, Quakes, and Cha, the, the Jabber, Jabber Guys. guys. Remember to go to our website, jabberguys.com, to subscribe to our podcast, Inside Rock and Weird and Wacky World. <laughs>